0: It's time for my one, two, three cents of a podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me the hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! Cool, but you're not going to be saved by this bell. Established in 2016, Stride Pro Wrestling trainers have put their years of experience to help train the next generation of professional wrestlers. Nearly a dozen students have graduated and are now making a name for themselves, not only here at Stride Pro Wrestling, but beyond. Our athletes aren't locked into any long term contracts, so if you want to train, use your head and contact Stride Pro Wrestling today. It's training you'll flip for. So kick your future into high gear now. Hey friends, welcome to episode 342 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am Kevin Huntsberger and I am offering up another Confessions of an Indie Ring Announcer. And uh, before we get into the bulk of this week's podcast, I would like to remind you that uh, if you are listening uh, during the week of... June 7th, this is the week of another Stride Pro Wrestling show. So coming up on Saturday, June 12th. Please come out and attend, and and be sure to show your support for Stride Pro Wrestling. I will not be there this week. Uh, My parents are celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary on Saturday, um, and I am actually going to be uh, giving the ceremony, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, My dad has been a guest here on the podcast before. We've talked about, you know, it was really my dad and my brother and my uncle who got me started into watching wrestling, so uh, I will be with family this weekend, but I, I do encourage you to get out and, and, and support Stride Pro Wrestling, and, and find that promotion near you, if you're not from Southern Illinois, or you know, in this area, find a promotion near you, and, and get out and support it, and uh, you know, those indie shows are a lot of fun, Last week I had chat on uh, the podcast and we talked a little bit about our time uh, at CCW at Cape Championship Wrestling. So, you know, anytime that you uh, have an opportunity to support local, I would, I would highly encourage and recommend it. And that kind of takes me into the uh, confessions this week because I'm going back 10 years. It was 10 years ago this month, June uh, 11th to be exact, but it was uh, June of, uh, of 2011. And Impact Wrestling, TNA, was coming to Southern Illinois for a base brawl event. And if you've never been to one of these kinds of shows, and I've been to a couple now, uh, you know, a wrestling company will go into a, a uh, baseball stadium and, um, And basically take over. And, you know, this particular night, the ring was down uh, on the baseball diamond. Uh, Stride Pro Wrestling has done baseball shows before where the ring is up on uh, the concourse area. And there's baseball, then there's wrestling. I'm sorry, there's wrestling, and then there's baseball, and then there's more wrestling. And we're going to be doing that again September 2nd. So I'm looking forward to that. But, uh, you know, uh, uh, GWF, nope, not GWF. I, I'm drawing a blank now, but it was the company that uh, that Jeff Jarrett was was doing a few years back. Uh, he did a show, or, or they did a show, I should say, at Rent One Park here in Southern Illinois, in Marion, Illinois. Um, and then, of course, this TNA Baseball event back in 2011, where Chad actually flew in from Los Angeles for this event, and uh, we met some friends. This was the very start of All-American Pro Wrestling, and and some of those guys were out there and uh, it, it was just a, a good time it was a lot of fun um, for many reasons but I'll, I'll get to the bulk or or the main event of the story in just a few minutes but you know going to this event and you um, you know, it was outside. It was, I I like outdoor wrestling events when the weather cooperates and and this was a great night. Um, And TNA Impact Wrestling, you know, up until that point, really, I had only been to, you know, a few smaller indie shows or WWE events. I hadn't really been to a lot of in-between, but with, with this particular event, you know you they did a thing where you, you paid a little extra and you got to go down onto the field and meet with the wrestlers. And Chad and I met AJ Styles. We met Jeff Jarrett, we met Matt Morgan, um, Robbie, Yee, who is now Robert Stone on, uh, on NXT. Uh, we were able to meet um, Kurt Angle for a photo op in the ring. So it it was just a really, really, and I know I'm forgetting some guys, but, uh, it was a really cool night and, you know, you, you kind of get to go around and and take pictures and, and, and talk for, you know, it's brief, but it's still, it's a really cool experience. And even leading up to that, because of the fact that I worked at the TV station, I had reached out to Impact Wrestling or TNA um, at the time and, and, and told them that, uh, you know, I was the morning news anchor and I would love the opportunity to promote someone on on the newscast. And it ended up being um, D'Lo Brown. And Dilo Brown was such an amazing person. He came in early. Uh, the show was on a Friday night, so again, this is—I I think I told the story before—where we've had some Friday shows with some big names that have come in, and it worked out because then they came into the to the TV station, and we were able to do live interview on on the news. So, uh, Dilo coming in, uh, we chatted, and I, you know, I. I feel weird saying this, but again, this is confessions of an indie ring announcer, right? So D'Lo and I um I I would not say like we're we're besties or or you know anything like that, but uh you know, many years later, seven seven plus years later, when I ran into him out in Las Vegas, uh when I was trying out for Impact Wrestling, he was there. And he remembered me and he remembered coming in and and we chatted for a bit. And, you know, every once in a while um, we'll exchange messages on social media and whatnot, uh, you know, uh, DMs and whatnot. And it's just really, uh, it's very cool. And I I feel like, you know, he came in and and was was promoting the show, but he was so nice. And so, you know, because sometimes you see wrestlers and you think, you know, or you hear stories about, you know, this guy's a dick, or that guy's a dick, or whatever, but D'Lo Brown, really, one of the uh, biggest class acts in wrestling, in my opinion, I just, I thought the world of him, and, um, you know, I thought it was really cool that uh, he came in early and, and, and did the morning show, but, even leading up to that, or we'll we'll rewind it a little bit more, uh, the local radio station uh, here in Southern Illinois, 103.5, it's the ESPN station, was running a contest to um, have a manager for someone at Rent One Park that night to manage a, a TNA wrestler. And, you know, when I was a kid, I I knew that I was never going to grow up to be uh, big enough, strong enough, fast enough to be a professional wrestler. It just was not in the cards. I had no athletic bones in my body. Um, you know, I did. I don't have that look. Uh, you know, and even today, I, I am dumbfounded by the fact. And and this was before. Uh, you know, there was going to be a match with me with with All American Pro Wrestling. Like All American Pro Wrestling was just getting started, I think we had shot our first show already, and we were getting ready to shoot the second show, which would be my first in-person show, which I've told that story before too, but um, so, I, you know, I, I've always known being a wrestler was not uh, in the cards for me, but, uh, you know, I thought, hey, I'd love to be a manager, you know, Bobby the Brain Heenan is still on my Mount Rushmore of, of rust wrestling personalities, just, you know, not straight up wrestlers, but just those guys that could do it all. You know, Bobby Heenan's the greatest, my all-time favorite manager and and, and one of my all-time favorite performers of all time. I've said all time about 16 times now. But uh, anyway, I thought, you know, I'll never be as as witty or smart or funny as a Bobby Heenan, or you know, as sly and 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 cunning as as Mouth of the South Jimmy Hart or Jim Cornette or Paulie Dangerously. You know, those were the the managers that I kind of looked up to and and respected and and thought the world of. But I thought, you know. With this contest coming up, I'm going to get a little more clever with it. Uh, you know, obviously, this is long before TikTok or, you know, things like that to, to be fun and, and creative with. So uh, I decided to make a video, though, uh, and put it on my YouTube channel, and I sent that in. Hey, everyone, I'm Kevin Huntsperger, and I want to be a manager at the TNA Baseball event coming up on Friday, June 10th at Rent One Park. Now, back in the day, wrestling managers were pretty clever and cunning. They used all kinds of weapons like tennis rackets megaphones, even canes. Some managers even went so far as to get that mysterious powder out and throw it in their opponent's face. But I don't want to do that. I think today's manager needs to be a little more ruthless, a little more cunning. So I'm gonna bring one of my wrestling personalities to help me manage a TNA superstar. The old school warrior can certainly measure up and teach those punks a lesson at Rent One Park. Surely Professor Reschelstein will have chemistry with anyone he's put with at TNA. Or maybe the wrestling wizard will cast his spell on any opponent who gets in his man's way. Pick me to manage at Baseball and find out who's going to be in the TNA wrestler's corner. And they liked it. And I actually got picked to uh, be the manager. And I I didn't know if I was going to get to pick who I was going to manage. Um, You know, obviously... uh, I, this was at the time, Scott Steiner. I, I believe the main event that night was, I want to say, now I'm I'm drawing a blank and, and people will correct me, including Chad. I want to say the main event was Kurt Angle versus Jeff Jarrett, but I'm not 100% sure on that. And I think Scott Steiner wrestled Matt Morgan. Again, not 100% sure on that. I wanted to manage Kurt Angle. I thought that would have been amazing. Um, was not to be. Uh, they don't let you pick, per se. They highly encourage. They highly recommend who you manage. I think that they, you know, had a plan in place and, and you know, uh, wanted to go with that. So uh, that morning when D'Lo came in for the interview, he had asked me, or he knew that I had won the contest and I, you know, maybe it was all connected with the station. I don't know. I would like to think that my video was, you know, because nobody else turned in a video. People were just entering this contest to to win. I felt like doing a video would make me stand out and that's why I did it. So, but maybe for 10 years now I've been fooling myself and it was all going to be predetermined that way. Anyway, however, D'Lo gets there, we chat after the morning show was over, and he's like, "You know, who are you thinking about? Who who are you wanting to manage?" And before I could even say anything, he's like, "You know, we think it'd be great if you managed Velvet Sky." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's cool. I, you know, I don't I don't mind doing that." Um I, you know, Velvet Sky was it was one of their knockouts. Um I don't think she was champion or anything at the time. She was going to be wrestling um her former partner in The Beautiful People, Angelus Love. Uh, I think I'm saying her name right. I, I always get her name and another character mixed up. But anyway, and then Winter, who was uh, Katie Lee Birchell in WWE, was uh, in the corner uh, of Angelus. So they uh, were going to have me there as kind of the, the equalizer, the neutralizer, whatever you want to call it. And so, um, I, you know, I got to the ballpark early, and I, I brought, like, <laughs> I, brought, I remember being so excited about this, I brought my Bobby Heenan jacket, you know, that my mom had made for uh, when we went to WrestleMania earlier that year, actually, uh, to Atlanta. we Travis Yates, uh, Chad, and myself went as the Heenan family that year, so um, I was Bobby Heenan, Chad was the red rooster and, and, uh, Travis was the Brooklyn brawler, but uh, I had my red sequenced Bobby Heenan jacket and I I packed a pair of khakis and a shirt and tie and everything to wear. And I, you know, I had it all in this bag and and I get there and, um, they're like, they hand me a a t-shirt with the ESPN logo on it. That is representative of of the TV state or of the radio station that was sponsoring the event. So they're like, here, put this on, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, so I ended up just wearing that. But uh, you know, there was no backstage experience. There was no hanging out and, and meeting anyone before the show. It was really like prior to the match, they had brought me to where they had this giant inflatable uh thing that would take you then out to the ring. So we were on the other side of that and you know uh Velvet Sky and I met and chatted for a few minutes, introduced, you know, myself and and basically they were like, you know, just be outside, walk around the ring, you know, uh be a cheerleader, pound on the mat, you know, get the get the crowd going or or whatever the case may be. And you know, there was never going to be anything physical. I wasn't getting in the ring. Um, winter, you know, even though she was interfering, I was supposed to kind of like chase her off and and keep her uh from getting to you know it was it was a very basic thing and and I'm one hundred percent grateful that that opportunity came along because it was so much fun I can remember still the nerves and the excitement of you know i was i was in that little area that kind of shoots you then out into the the ringside area, and I remember being so nervous. And and Velvet, you know, looks at me and she's like, "Are you ready?" And I'm like, "Yeah, let's do this." And you know, we both come running through the little entrance way, and you know, people were cheering, and it was just really that was my first real exposure because it was the first time because uh, I hadn't done an AAPW show live yet. I, I had the first show that I ever did was uh, a voiceover for me. So this was the first time I was at a wrestling event as a, well, I take that back. I, I take that back. I was at the, uh, I told the story about April blood showers and being the ring announcer, although that was a much different experience because you didn't go through the crowd. The st- The the wrestling ring was up on a stage, and so there was no interaction with the crowd. And you really, you know, running through and clapping hands and getting, you know, as as maybe cheesy or, or corny as this may sound, that really it, it, you feed off of that adrenaline. And and even though I was just kind of there to be the second, and 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 you know, I, I, there wasn't going to be anything major going on. It was so much fun, and it was such a thrill, and. I remember Chris Hagstrom was there, and he had just had ankle surgery or foot surgery, and and he had his crutch. And I think Scott Steiner actually used that crutch later on in the night. But you know, uh, my AAPW friends were there cheering. Chad was there heckling, of course. But it was just it was just an overall. It was a great night. It was a fun experience. Um, you know, uh, Velvet Sky ends up winning get to raise her hand, you know, we, we run around the ring and, and, you know, it was, it, that was it. It was, it was that quick, but it was so much fun. And it was, you know, a, a taste of, of that live crowd and feeding off that adrenaline and, and feeding off of, 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 a crowd like that. And, uh, you know, I, I got tagged in pictures on Facebook and it just really ended up being a really cool experience that I'm eternally grateful for. And who knows, maybe, you know, some, sometime down the road, they'll be back. I, I know when, uh, when the uh, Global Force Wrestling, I think it was GW, G, GFW, I think I said GWF earlier, GFW, Global Force Wrestling, when they came into town, uh, I had, had asked them about the possibility. I actually interviewed Jeff before that show and I'll, I'll tell that story down the road. But, uh, you know, again, it was that same kind of outdoor ambiance experience, that fun. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll save that for another confessions episode, but, uh, I want to thank everyone for listening, tuning in, subscribing, share this podcast with others. Let me know what you want to hear, you know, uh, I love doing the podcast, and I, I hope that you enjoy listening to the podcast as well. And uh, we'll get back on track and 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 have some new our so have some new shows with guest co hosts coming up uh, in the very near future. The summertime gets a little crazy, and I had to to call an audible f- uh, from this past week. It was just a little. Uh, too crazy to get something done with, with a co-host this time around. So, but, uh, we'll have it again very, very soon. Thank you so much for listening and have a great week. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.